Hi, it's Rabbi Jim Egolf. Thank you so much for joining me this week. So we're going to take a look at Torah portion called Vayera, which literally means, and God appeared, and begins with the appearance of God to Moses and Aaron, where God says, you know, all those times I was revealed to the patriarchs, I really wasn't myself. And this week, you should know that my name is yud heh vav Well, we're going to talk about what that means in the Torah portion, and more importantly, what it might mean to us today. You can always call me at 610-624-3441, or you can always email me at rav, as in Victor, jim at aol.com. I'd love to hear from you. Shalom. The Torah portion for this week is one that reminds me of a decision that I made 27 years ago. You see, this week's Torah portion is a continuation of last week's Torah portion. When Moses is out intending the flocks of his father-in-law Jethro, and he happens upon Horeb, which the Torah tells us is the mountain of God. While Moses is there, he sees something, a bush, a flame, yet upon closer inspection, unconsumed. The bush burns, but it is not the bush that provides the fuel. We're told that God spoke to Moses, quote, in the heart of the fire. Yet this phrase, in the heart of the fire, is somewhat perplexing. What heart does a fire actually have that would lead the text of the Torah to use such an anthropomorphic metaphor? I don't know about you, but I have never really seen a fire with a pulse. The rabbis of antiquity also got caught by the imagery used in this verse, and as we rabbis are wont to do, gave their many opinions of what the verse actually meant. One commentary from the Jewish community of Kurdistan suggests that the reason that God spoke in the heart of the fire was that it was a harbinger of things to come. Later in the book of Exodus, when the Israelites are to receive the Torah, it too happens with all sorts of fire. Quote, Now Mount Sinai was altogether on smoke because the Lord had descended upon it in fire. The smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Indeed, to take it a step further, we read in the 29th Psalm that, quote, The voice of God causes fire to spring forth. So God's voice is associated here and in many other places with fire. But you know, that was just one community's understanding of this particular text. In Midrash Haggadol, the focus is on the seemingly small space God chose to speak from. The text does tell us God's voice comes from, quote, in the heart of the fire. In this Midrash, the authors point to the fact that God seems to have a variety of possible venues to manifest the divine presence whenever God wants to. God says to Jeremiah, Behold, do I not feel heaven and earth? Yet later in the book of Exodus, God tells Moses that he will speak to him from between the two cherubim, the two images of the angels upon the Ark of the Covenant. So the fact that God picked to speak from the heart of the fire has only to do with 
where God decided to speak from. Finally, another Midrash, Exodus Rabbah, suggests that God spoke from the heart of the fire to prepare Moses. By choosing the heart of the fire, God was actually lending heart or courage to Moses. God knew that eventually Moses would stand with God on Mount Sinai, surrounded by fire and the thunder, and speaking from the heart of fire now would prepare Moses for the day when not just a bush, but the entire mountain would thunder and quake and be engulfed in smoke. It was God's way of introducing Moses to the idea that he too could be surrounded by all of this pyrotechnics and be all right. Just like the bush, Moses would also not be consumed on the mountain. I bring this verse for while being nothing close to Moses, and none of us are, we too feel called from places. I believe that each of these commentaries has something to teach us about who and how we find the Judaism, the God that calls us. And I think it's also a reminder of how we might miss that call, as Moses wanted to do at the burning bush, and also wanted to do in this week's Torah portion, when he claims, they won't listen to me. The Kurdish Midrash reminds us that the true test of God's word is meant to lead us to places and possibilities we could never consider. Perhaps God, like the bush, remains unchanged. Yet most things in our existence change when truly exposed to fire. In fact, while there are those who say that Arabic resembles water and how it is written, Hebrew, on the other hand, resembles fire. It is black fire upon white fire. Hebrew, Torah, God's word is meant to bring us to places where change can happen and where we can become more than we have been and forge even the hardest materials into something new. Remembering that we, a people with stiff hearts, might continue to be God's greatest challenge. Midrash Hagadol teaches us that size and grandeur are not the issue. I cannot begin to tell you how many times people will ask me where I'm from, and when I say I grew up in Alabama, their immediate response is, there are Jews in Alabama. If this Midrash has something to teach any of us, it is that God often decides more about where God wants to be than the size or the pomp of a particular place. The minute we begin to equate access to God with questions like who has the largest house of worship or who has the largest number of members, we forget that we Jews were chosen by God not because we were the mightiest people, rather because we were the least among the nations, yet we were willing to hear God's call. Finally, the idea that God gave Moses' heart by appearing to him from the heart of the fire is one where we need to look at the Hebrew for a moment and reflect. When we write the Hebrew word for fire, it is olive shin, which spells ash. However, when we add one letter in the middle, the smallest of letters, the yud, the word ash, meaning fire, becomes ish, meaning human. The ironic thing about that yud is that of all the letters, it most resembles a heart. It is small. It is suspended in the middle. It has an upper point where it starts and a lower point 
where it ends. And either ironically or beshert, the Yud is the letter that begins the name of God. So at this moment, God was speaking from the heart of the fire to inspire the heart of the human, Moses, to take up the mantle of leadership and hear heart to heart the call to serve the children of Israel. There are many who seek to open their hearts to God and have the moment, like Moses did, where the heart of fire speaks to the heart of the human. We want to have our hearts touched by God, yet I wonder. How many of us are really ready for that moment? Even as our Torah portion continues this week, Moses turns away several times from God's call until the request becomes a divine demand and Moses is pressed into God's service. And even when pressed into God's service, Moses will even try to turn back again this week in Vayera and say, they aren't listening to me. I must be the wrong person, but God won't have it. Once the heart is moved to the holy mission, it is the mission of Moses to free the Israelites and to bring them into the promised land. This is a journey. It is fraught with danger, trials, miracles, and for better or worse, Israelites. Yet Moses must follow this mission to the end for his heart is set on a trajectory. It is moved. A heart spoken to from the fire to move him to change himself, a people, an empire, and the very nature of religion in this world. Still, Moses must be open to believe that with a staff, promise, and his brother at his side, this admittedly stuttering Moses can change the world. He must be open to becoming someone who he has never been until this point. And his greatest ally will be how his heart is moved by that first heart in the middle of the fire to go forth on this incredible journey. Many people often wonder when God is going to appear to them. When will God appear in the bush or the mountain or in whatever form God decides to use for revelation? I believe this is the wrong thing to work for in our lives, looking for God. The question, the challenge for us is not to find the moment when God will call to us from the heart of the fire. The question we should focus upon is, will I be ready when that call comes? Will my heart be moved to answer with the word, Hineni? Here I am. For when that moment comes, we know that even a Moses resisted God's call multiple times. Perhaps the next time we feel ourselves in Adonai's presence, we will have prepared our hearts to beat with God's purpose, our spirits, our neshama, to breathe with God's tasks, so that we can answer, Hineni, Yes, when God comes to call upon us. Shalom.